Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Lots of you uh, weighing in on the situation in regard to uh, the Red Hill Valley. Uh, it, it's, it, it's amazing how many people are ticked off about this. Uh, and, and drawing parallels to other big projects in the city that uh, we, we, we just can't seem to get done without, uh, you know, building a chair with three legs or something of that nature. Uh, and, and, of course, here we are uh, talking about the Red Hill where the pavement was supposed to last 50 years, and here we are 12 years later tearing the stuff up. Uh, you have to wonder uh, which end of the broom they're using down at, uh, at City Hall and, and how this just keeps happening and happening and happening over and over again. And, and people are upset. People are very upset. People are very upset that uh, lives have been lost. I think a lot of people, when they got on this highway, realized that something wasn't right. I remember the first time I drove them. Uh, both the link and the red hill i'm thinking man just because you got a speed limit of 100 doesn't mean you don't need a center barrier down this thing um and, and i remember very vividly driving these highways for the very first time and thinking yeah i don't know i don't know it just doesn't feel safe to me and and here we are you know 12 years later digging the damn thing up and starting not over certainly but correcting past mistakes and it'll be interesting to see what happens with investigation but Hamiltonians are pissed about this there's no two ways about it and uh, we're certainly hearing from them all right let's move on uh sort of similar but not quite uh, the Ontario Transportation Minister has announced a pilot project for testing speed limits on some of our highways you might remember there was chatter uh, a while ago last week or so in regard to increasing the speed limit on uh, some 400 series highways depending upon where they are of course uh, these highways designed to carry cars uh, up to 120k and uh, we're, we're sitting at 100k some say that outside city limits where uh, there's less traffic and more of a straight line specifically between here and st Catharines, a uh, good idea for something like this it now appears that uh, there will be areas uh, that will be have the speed increase not to 120 i think it's going to start with 110 uh, and the highways they're going to do this to just as a trial project. Highway 402 from London to Sarnia, uh, the QEW from St. Catharines to Hamilton, and Highway 4017, or sorry, or 417, Highway 417 um, from Ottawa to uh, the Ontario-Quebec border. Uh, and again, if you've driven any of these highways, which I have, all of them, uh, you will know that uh, these areas are between towns and uh, quite straight-line highways. And even specifically going down past Grimsby and such towards St. Catharines, you could see how this probably wouldn't be a problem. Uh, That being said, uh, it obviously has concern because, as they say, the faster you go, the longer it takes to stop. So let's bring in Angelo DeChico, General Manager of Young Drivers of Canada, and he is with us now. Angelo, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. It's my pleasure. So when you first hear about them raising speed limits, Angelo, what are your first thoughts? Uh, This is my 32nd year with Young Drivers of Canada. So you've talked about this a couple of times? Yeah, yeah, every five, ten years or so. But it actually looks like it's going to happen uh, starting in September. So there are some concerns, as you said, that... Uh, the faster you go, the harder you hit, the more you're going to get hurt. That's that Newton's Law of Physics guy thing. But all of us have been, you know, anyone who's went through graduated licensing, to get your G license, you've proved a level of competence uh, to merge onto and off of a freeway or expressway. 
And as you said, the technology, the engineering was designed for 120 kilometers an hour. So the speed isn't what really concerns me. It's more the lane discipline and the speed differential between you and the other vehicles for people who are trying to merge into a lane that they're either going too fast for or too slow for. So that's earlier to what you said about what's dividing people um, from oncoming traffic. It's four inches of paint. It comes down to respect for other individuals and road users and being able to get along by, I need space. You have to realize other drivers need space too. And that's what we teach. If you do that, the speed isn't really the issue. It's how you get along with each other on the roadway. Hmm. So is there any way we can configure lanes on these uh, 400 series of, uh, uh, of highways to better and more efficiently move traffic? Um, you know, some have suggested different speeds for different lanes, but then that brings up the problem that you have just discussed that, you know, people moving from one lane to another, although I'm sure that happens now. Most people keep right yeah. except to pass. Uh, you know, the faster traffic going to the left. But is there a way, like, for example, different speeds for different lanes? Is that an answer? You, you, you could do that. That's a neat idea, but it's a lot of extra work and more money and retraining. Yeah, how do you Everyone police it? Everyone who has a G1 or a G2 or a G now in the Highway Traffic Act, all vehicles shall dwell, uh, drive well to the right unless they're overtaking another vehicle or executing a turn. What does that mean? Drive to the right. Slower traffic, keep right. We have to put signs up there. So it's really lane discipline. And if the police, or as alluded to, there will be some more strict enforcement of slower traffic keeping to the right, I think it'll work out rather well, or could work out well. And it'll be a great public relations campaign to refresh people's memory. Choose the lane and the speed at which you feel competent and, and, and you feel comfortable driving at. And that doesn't always mean 110. That means when the speed uh, or when the flow of traffic is going 90 or 80 or 70, you go 90, 80, 70, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't always, people just think everyone's going to be going 110 all the time. Well, I don't know what parts of the 401 you're driving on, but yeah. it doesn't happen often. Have we lost that courtesy of keeping right except to pass? Is it a courtesy or is it something that we've just forgot? Because I remember in the old days, there used to be signs up all the time that said keep right except to pass. We've seemed to have lost those. Have we just become so congested yeah. whether, whether that, so that's now yeah. irrelevant? Yeah, and I think in, and it is really a social norm. Some people either didn't get the message because they didn't do proper training when they were getting their license or they got onto the 401 or or a, a series of highways where the right lane continually uh, disappears and so they get scared and so they one lane over. Or then they go two lanes over because someone's going a little slower than them. What you have to realize is you want to be like a zipper. You want to keep space all around so that if people need to make a lane change, they can either go to the left or the right Mm. because everyone's keeping a safe space cushion around them. And if you're in the left lane or any lane and you're being passed on the right, you have to self-check yourself and say, hmm, everyone is voting with their right foot at what speed everyone should be going now, and I'm not paying attention. 
I need to get over one more lane to the right. Yeah, if there's nobody beside you, then move over, right? Yeah, but, but that and that's the point that I think you were trying to get at. People are just oblivious living in their own world. Well, you have to check your rearview mirror every five, six seconds yeah. in order to keep up to date with who's coming up behind you. And you might think, ha my car is faster than your car. Yeah, there's always going to be someone driving faster than you. Uh, you know, I, I'm more concerned. Uh, I'm more concerned about, as you said, different speeds in different lanes mm-hmm. than I am going to 110. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, if you drive uh, anywhere where there's an HOV lane, I mean, there are times when uh, the traffic to the right can be stop and go, and there's no one in the HOV lane, and all of a sudden a car's coming wailing by at uh, 80 or 90 or 100K, yeah. and the rest of the traffic is, is virtually stop and go. So to me, that's a bigger differential than, than you know, having someone go 110, someone go 120, and someone go 100. Exactly. Uh, and you're, you're 100% right. It is the differential, and it's how we get along with our other road users. Look, we have some of the safest, safest roadways in North America. And the reason is that we've been doing really great with graduated licensing. Young drivers of Canada, we're now 1.3 million graduates out there. So I'll take some credit for some of the safety on the roadways. But most people do it right. They allow room for other drivers to screw up, make a mistake, and then nothing bad happens. It's the individuals who are self-absorbed or distracted in lost in thought or picking their nose or having a sip of coffee and not just checking the rearview mirror, that that's what causes the problem. They're going at a rate of speed, which is way too different from the other vehicles around them. And they're not having the amount of space necessary if someone makes a mistake. What about HOV lanes? Your thought, um, because again, I've been at times I'm sitting there and, and I'm scared that cars are, yeah. I'm stopped and cars are wailing past me at, really at like 100K. And then you see someone who's brave enough to see a space and then they try to go over. And it's like, uh, you know, are you sure that you're aware that the guy's coming behind you at like 100K? Can you can you do this safely? What are your thoughts and, and on HOV lanes? Point, because So the HOV lanes, that's why they're so restricted as to where you can get on and off. People who cross over the solid white line are making it much more dangerous for themselves and everyone around them. But realize we've got a whole whack of new technology, and some of you have paid $5,000 extra for an advanced technology package in your vehicle, and it does all kinds of stuff that you don't know about because you didn't read the owner's manual, hmm. like for adaptive cruise control and pre-frontal uh, crash avoidance or mitigation. So this technology thing is catching on. It isn't going to go away. And as we get better at understanding the technology and we improve our abilities, specifically our visual uh, abilities, keeping up to date with who's around, traffic should start flowing more and more better because all it is is a matter of keeping space, having that space cushion, which is like a shock absorber between one vehicle going one speed and another vehicle going another speed. It'll expand and contract rather than everyone coming to a dead stop. 
Uh, have HOV lanes created a scenario like that? Have they? And I'm not here to you know to to yeah. to pee on HOV lanes, but this has been a concern for me. Um, has have there been? Con- are there concerns with whether it's law enforcement or, or safety yeah. officials that that yeah. these things? You know, I mean, it's great if everybody carpools, but at the end of the but day, the whole point is it creating is it creating more danger than the benefit? So. I mean, again, the HOV lane was designed to get across a message to the public at large. The vast majority of vehicles out there right now are single occupancy vehicles. And so it's like a carrot rather than the stick to have people double or triple up or to make it easier for um, the buses and taxis and that kind of public transport. Now they've put a carrot uh, for people with a plug-in electric vehicle. Hey, I got one of those. I finally got my first green plate. But I don't use the HOV lane that often, actually. It isn't always necessarily flowing better. There are certain points of time uh, during stop-and-go traffic that it is. Hey, you feel like, all right, I'm doing the right thing. And if you do take it upon yourself to carpool, you're lessening the carbon footprint for the rest of the world, and you get to chat to someone, they keep you awake. So I believe the intention was really good for the HOV lanes. You're trying to promote more people in one vehicle, less Mm -hmm. cars on the road. Um, Whether they're super-duper effective, I bet some people listening now are in love with them, and other people, nah. Well, I'm just not sure, and you know, this is a totally, totally different issue. I'm not sure how many people are pulling off to the side of the road and phoning their buddy and saying, "Hey, let's carpool." Uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm seeing is people who had more than one people person in their vehicle anyway now just doing it. It's great for you know when we're driving the minivan, we got the kids yeah. in the van, boom, we're off and running. But I, I don't know if we're necessarily you know shrinking our carbon footprint because we would have been doing it anyway. Uh, that being said, so with the speed limits going to 110, there was chatter uh, a couple of weeks ago about going up to 120. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think they've, they've, they've seen that and decided to pull it to 110? Is it really, like, what's 110? That's like a, you know, I yeah, mean, it's I know. barely it's even... kind of like a half measure, right? Yeah, um, it's like five miles an hour, six, six, seven miles an hour faster, if that. I think, again, it's the, in my opinion, this is a great public relations announcement opportunity. We're having this conversation. People are thinking about it. People are opposed. People wishing it went to 120, 130. So the, what I like about this is I taught a class last night, and they're novice drivers, and it was about a 50-50 split as to whether they liked it or not. But it is the the conversation we're having now that people are seeing, holy, you know what? This might be able to work, but it's going to come down to me as an individual proper lane discipline, keeping an eye on my rearview mirror and moving over, keeping slower traffic, keeping to the right. Those are all the rules that we had yesterday and we're going to still have on in September. It should, this shouldn't be really that big a deal. Uh, some have had concerns whether it goes up to 120 or 110 that, you know, that then becomes the norm. So then people will do, you know, 130, 140. A very good point. What comes down to is a surety of consequences. I believe what you would need for this to make it work would be an increased uh, presence, but also being rather strict with slower traffic keeping to the right. And 
if you are speeding, you need to get a ticket. The law is the law for a reason. But the issue is that many people feel that um, whole groups of them are feeling that going 110, as you said, on such a long, straight highway for an hour, an hour and a half, is no more dangerous than going 100. And it isn't if you don't hit anything. Yeah, good point. As long as it's not an accident. Yeah, right. And that's what, and that's where the rubber hits the road. And so, what I like, rather than you know trying to figure out the physics part of it, that's what the engineers and you know, those people are designed to be doing for our roadways and automobile manufacturers. What I want to get across is checking your rearview mirror every five to eight seconds, keeping up to date with traffic. 360 degrees around you and having a safe space cushion within which to maneuver should there be an incident. But if everyone has that amount of space around them, everyone's going to just get home at the exact same time, maybe a little bit quicker. It won't be a heck of a lot quicker. We haven't heard uh, anything in regard to commercial vehicles on this. Yeah. Um, let's not forget that they're usually, I think I think I heard one trucker say that a lot of them are governed at 105 yeah. kilometers an hour. Uh, either I don't know if that's the law or if that's just through the company that they're driving for. Um, but, but how does that change things, you know, if trucks are still going 90 or 100? So now again, you're bringing up speed differential. Yeah. It's going to come down to lane discipline. Slower vehicles should keep well to the right, meaning if you're governed at 105, or if you only feel like you can go 90 or 80 because you're carrying, you know, explosives or nitroglycerin or something, or you're towing um, a, a load, you choose the lane which gives you the best space and visibility. And what that means is you keep as closest to the right lane as possible with the amount of space and visibility you have. So it's a constant decision. When you're driving, you want to be actively engaged mentally. And what that means is vision and using your brain and understanding that we're in a flowing society of drivers. Don't forget about the other guy. At the end of the day, everyone just wants to get home safely. Well said. Angelo DeChico has been with us, General Manager of Young Drivers of Canada, talking about uh, the Transportation Minister releasing that some stretches of uh, 400 series of highways will go up to 110. We're seeing 402 from London to Sarnia, the QEW between Hamilton and St. Catharines, and the uh, 417 in the Ottawa area. Angelo, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Have a great day and keep space. Everything will be fine. (laughs) There you go. Great advice from the driving instructor. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.